Healing into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert, a seasoned broadcaster, and Mata, internationally acclaimed master healer, teacher, and multi-award winning author, explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggles with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, self-loathing, and fear of death. They discuss the meaning of awakening and what we need to do to transform our shadow and find the light of our true being. Through her compassionate guidance, Mata answers questions regarding your personal challenges with specific suggestions on how you too can heal into consciousness. And now, here are your hosts, Albert and Mata. Welcome to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. This is Albert. And this is Mata. And you know, Mata, I was just, uh, we had such a good time with Jesse Carliner last week that guess what? We've got him back here this week to talk more astrology. And we, as we promised at the end of the show last week, Jesse had some charts for us prepared and we didn't have time. We ran out of time and uh, we wanted to make sure that we bring Jesse back in to get him to um, go over those charts because I think these are uh, public figures and their life sort of is on a display to everyone and maybe it could be a very good example to what we meant uh, when we talked about healing the consciousness, healing from ego into consciousness and the challenges and the opportunities that we all have in our evolution. And uh, so we're very excited to bring Jesse back uh, again today to discuss these. Yeah, imagine, imagine having a blueprint and map of your soul's mission here on Earth. And you know exactly why you are here, what issues, what blocks you're working with, and, and just in how and why Jesse's unique brand of soul mission astrology uh, can point you in the right direction, giving you a guidepost for living your life. And that's why we're so excited to have him here. Jesse, welcome back. Thank you. And for those of you who uh, didn't listen to the last show, maybe Albert can say a few things about uh, Jesse's oh. background, and uh, then we can... Maybe- Obviously, he's uh, an astrologer. He's a meditation and instructor, writer, editor, with a, a master's in Eastern classics. Uh, he is a uh, traveled extensively throughout Asia, Australia, North America, and Europe, and first studied meditation and yoga um, in India. And he continued his spiritual and personal growth when he came to Vancouver, Canada. And under the direction of Yumada, he attended seven 21-day meditation intensives and completed a year-long training course in meditation instruction and group facilitation. He's one of the few active meditation facilitators uh, that were accredited by Yumada. And... uh, He brings to his astrology sessions a unique combination of skills gained from personal experience, intense academic and personal study, and natural intuitive gifts that enable him to function as a vehicle and channel to interpret your astrological chart. He wrote the introduction to and edited uh, Eliza Montedalian's seven-time award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing in the Consciousness, who Deepak Chopra described as offering a simple and elegant map of the path of enlightenment. Jesse does have an international clientele of people from all walks of life with whom he has shared his passion for self-discovery and soul-directed living. Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be back. All right. You have some a real treat in store for us today. Well, I brought with me a few charts of some um, prominent personalities that everyone's familiar with. And just I just wanted to use them to sort of illustrate how astrology can be a blueprint for a person's journey to understand it, to understand their strengths and weaknesses and why they are the way they are and, and understand um, the journey and hopefully um, also illuminate how this could also help us as well. 
So to recap from the previous show, we touched uh, on this briefly, how astrology will allow us to see our uniqueness and at the same time our commonalities and how the uh, planets have imprints on all of us at birth, depending on the time of the day or the, the time of the year of our birth. And therefore, we can use this imprint or the blueprint to help us see that we're actually not separate will help us understand our journey and understand what we need to do in terms of healing into consciousness from ego or from unconsciousness that represents the ego identity into a self-realized consciousness and freedom and a, a true understanding of oneness and recognition and finding who we truly are, the being that we are, the enormous being that is eternally present here now at all times. So, Jesse, if we can then pass it on to you, and if you can take, with that perspective in mind, if you can take the charts that you've prepared and uh, explain how these people are actually on their journey and what are their challenges and what are they learning on their journey of transformation from ego into consciousness. And just before you do that, Jesse, perhaps you can uh, explain to the listener what exactly soul mission astrology is. So when we get to these celebrity um, charts, we'll know exactly where you're coming from. Well, Soul Mission Astrology focuses on, on the North Node within the chart, which basically describes what the soul wants to experience in order to further its evolution and development. It represents the point of growth, of expansion, but also of the unknown, where where is the fear, where is the possibility of experiencing new things? And also, what are the untapped talents, potential that lies within that soul? So with soul mission astrology is basically personal growth driven astrology. It's not simply like a psychological astrology where you're like, oh, I'm like this because I've got this or I've got that. It's also not fortune telling or a kind of fatalistic astrology where you're like, oh, well, this is what's going to happen to you and too bad about that. And this is just the way it is. It's more understanding yourself and your imprints that you have when you came in and how to best work with them, how to use those as gifts and how to become more conscious and transcend and, and manifest the light side of things. So, so it's more like self-empowering than knowing what's going on that gives you the power or recognition that I can actually do something about it. I'm not stuck. It's not like written in stone and everything is in, in transit and is in flux and I have a possibility of changing my destiny in a way. Absolutely. We always have control over how are we going to respond to these things. I mean, this may be the starting point, the imprint, what we came in with, but we have the choice over how we're going to respond, how we're going to adapt, how we're going to deal with these things. So it's completely about empowering yourself mm -hmm. to live your best life, in the words of Oprah. So, but she's a really interesting example. First, I want to talk about what her soul mission was, and then we're going to look at some of her obstacles that she's had to overcome as they are here in the chart. Because she's a really interesting case, because clearly, in many ways, she has overcome a lot of the things that I see here in her chart. Um, so the first thing is her soul mission. It's really interesting. Her soul mission is Capricorn. And Capricorn is the soul mission of being an executive, being leader, being a manager, um, running a big business, being it's it's a CEO type of energy. So, so is that her birth sign, Capricorn? Um, no, her birth sign is actually Aquarius, but the soul mission, ah. the, the, the sun sign is more like how would we like to be seen? And often the sun sign will be in harmony with our soul mission. But a lot of times how we want to be seen is not necessarily what the soul mission has in store for us. In other words, what the soul wants to what accomplish. The soul. Now, this is the thing when you're looking at your chart different parts of the ego or, or of the psyche, the personality are going to want the soul mission, but other parts of your ego and psyche don't want the soul mission. So becoming aware of that and going, Oh, okay. That's that script that's running from that part of me that wants to be seen as, you know, this way. Right. And, but wait a minute, I need to be moving more in the direction of this other energy here. 
So, for example, with Oprah, her sun sign in Aquarius, she wants to be seen as being a humanitarian, futuristic, and and very generous, and and part of the collective. But and, and also in a way, Aquarius is I want to in some ways be like everybody else. There also is that element of the outsider as well, you know. So she's kind of got this contradiction in that way. But with the Capricorn soul mission, it's more like, well, you're the leader. You're the boss. You're the successful person here. You're you're the one who's in charge. So, so she came with that uh, with that desire in her soul that I want to be in charge of my life. I want to be seen. I want to make a difference. Absolutely, because the thing is, she's coming from many lifetimes of having basically been a mother and having been very generous and giving and nurturing to everybody. That's true. She has that quality. She's the mother. Mm-hmm. But this lifetime, it's kind of been set up for her. I mean, she talks about this too. The reason why that she hasn't become a mother is because she had a terrible experience with being mothered. And so it was all set up in that way because can you imagine if Oprah had had positive experience of being mother. She might just be a mother somewhere. She might be the church mama somewhere. So know? in other words, because of her experiences, even though they might look as negative, helped her not to fall into that same pattern of being a mother. Absolutely. Because she needed to take that energy and use it to actually be a career person, be successful. Also, she spent many lifetimes basically being kind of a nobody. In also it's sort of like being a mother to more people without actually mothering them. Yes, that's exactly what happened. I mean, she's taken all of those past like gifts and experience and compassion and put it up in the spotlight, put it up on the stage and made it into being an executive and being a career person and being a big leader. Okay. So okay. you mentioned her sole mission is Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand. I'm hip to the fact that Pluto is in Capricorn and Pluto is the planet or was the planet of death and destruction. And so I get the sense that Oprah is in for some changes and perhaps you can address that when we come back. You're listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. The websites are matadalian.com and healingintoconsciousness.com and we'll be right back. search of the miraculous three-day workshop at the Omega Institute from July 29th to the 31st can change your life. Learn how to identify and erase your unconscious programs. Experience the quick and profound results of the revolutionary self-healing Dalian method. And fast-forward your healing journey into consciousness with direct individual guidance from Mata. To register for this life-changing workshop with Eliza Mata Dalian at the Omega Institute, visit the calendar of events at DalianMethod.com. How does Mata's evolutionary healing technique help children with their confidence and self-esteem? On the next Healing into Consciousness radio show, Albert and Mata talk to a mother of three on how consciousness parenting relates to a child's development. How can you help the children you know to find their inner strength and clarity? That's next Monday's Healing into Consciousness radio program, only on Transformation Talk Radio, 12 Pacific, 2 Central, and 3 p.m. Eastern. 
Welcome back to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. This is Albert. And we're talking to Jesse Carliner, uh, Soul Mission Astrologer, and uh, we were touching base with uh, Oprah Winfrey's uh, birth chart. And I had mentioned before the break that she could be up for some interesting personal growth uh, with uh, Pluto and Capricorn. Yeah? Uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, what you're, what you're talking about are the transits, but... In terms of the progressions, which are in some ways what's going on on the inner level versus what's going on in, in the world at large, is much more significant for what's going on with her right now because she's just ended a 26-year period, 25 year of doing this show, mm-hmm. um, where all of her focus and energy has been on other people. And now she's moving into a period where it's going to be a lot more behind the scenes, but also a lot more focused on her own personal transformation wow. and her more immediate, intimate relationships as well. So in other words, this is her opportunity then with the shift that's happening in, in her planetary uh, transits, what you call it. Transits mm-hmm. basically uh, are the times of transition and they always uh, have a cycle. Once one cycle finishes, another cycle begins. And as we know, she's starting her own program, which uh, I'm still not very clear how it's going to look or what, what exactly its focus is, but uh, it's, yeah, I'm excited to see how it's going to be unfolding. In a way, then she's come full circle with one transit and she's now coming more to doing the personal work. So as I understand it, you say she came with that desire to be seen and to make a difference from a previous lifetime. So she lived that. And she completed that, and now it's the next step, and the next step is more the personal work that she has to do. And I guess that personal work is then the work of healing into consciousness, finding the place outside the movie, um, stepping out of the movie and finding the being. And that, uh, I think that's something she's already been aware of and working with, especially with uh, the series with Eckhart Tolle and how she tried to bring the awareness of the presence and now and consciousness however something went didn't mature in in a sense and probably that's part of her lesson now to mature that part definitely i mean within her chart like where her path is or where the obstacle lies has a lot to do with her attachment to the ideas to the information i mean it's one of her gifts that she's tried to inform people and, and support them in that way but every gift also has its weakness there and so for her she can get so attached to the idea that it's just up in the mind and so then something goes a bit haywire when it comes to actually experiencing it so basically as albert was pointing out then with the awareness of death obviously sooner or later we come to recognize that everything i've i've, I've experienced it comes to pass like we know alexander the great who conquered half, half the, the world, world. Uh, he died with his hands open saying that he came empty-handed and he's leaving empty-handed with nothing. And this is obviously, this awareness comes after we've fulfilled that part of the desire. And the ego, obviously, it's coming from the ego that needs to fulfill the desire to recognize that the desire is an illusion. So one way, as humans, we tend to fulfill those desires once we've lived them. And once we have lived them, we can let them go. This is what I always say, the difference between a a wounded ego and a healthy ego. The wounded ego has certain desires that needs to be lived. And once it's lived, it becomes a healthy, then the consciousness recognizes this is still a part of the movie. And with my experience with this, also working with people, is there's that recognition brings even deeper pain. It's almost like there is an agony where ego starts recognizing itself and the illusion. And with that agony, it's almost like you need to retreat. You need to go back into yourself. And it, it's a space where, okay, am I going to break out of this 
solution. And it, sometimes it becomes so excruciating that the pain of recognizing the ego itself, then that many people get stuck right there. So when you look at Oprah's chart, what do you see her possibilities are in this respect? Well, it's interesting because, again, where, where the block is in terms of her path to this, um, she has Saturn in Scorpio, and Scorpio is connected to Saturn Scorpio's fear of death. I mean, everybody's got a fear of death, mm -hmm. but here it's more pure. It's more crystallized that there's this fear of death, fear of loss of control, fear of powerlessness. Also, where her Saturn is located, where the block is located, is the third house. The third house is around the mind. It's around the thoughts. It's around the ideas. And it's around the communication. And so for her... She's got a very, and in many ways, this is one of her gifts, right? Her, her gift for communicating, it all comes down to her mind. She's a very brilliant person, but it's also where the stumbling block mm -hmm. is. So basically, then, this is where, uh, on the journey of spiritual evolution, how important it is for us to understand that in order to transcend the fear of the unknown, the fear of death is basically the fear of the unknown. And because we've died so many times before, it's not a first-time experience, we have a knowingness that death is going to bring us to that unknown, which we've shied away from, we've, we've, we've tried to stay unconscious of it and this is the challenge of transformation or, or healing into consciousness and and being free of the movie or like the buddhist tibetan expression is be liberated from the samsara so in order for this to happen it's absolutely necessary that throughout our lifetime we cultivate that witnessing awareness because the witnessing awareness is what helps you come into that center And at least you have a certain awareness of the movie that goes in a periphery. And you know that I'm a witness of this, so therefore I can witness death. But if we haven't cultivated that witnessing awareness, then it becomes challenging, becomes very difficult. And that's why probably, especially in North America, most people die sedated. They don't want to experience their death because death is the greatest surgery that is possible to perform. The soul is leading the body and no surgeon in the world can perform it. It's God's performance. And we know for sure everybody is going to die. So then what was the purpose of living all these things is in this particular chart with Oprah, she had to live these things to come full circle to recognize that, okay, I'm back here. And especially this happens with people who, who come to a certain age. Then you know, okay, half my life is over and this career is over and I really had a, a ball with it and I, had, I lived my life fully, but there's still something that I have not found. And that creates pain. That creates a deeper soul-searching opportunity. What's the next step in, in this situation for Oprah, as you see it on her chart? Well, I think it's interesting that over the next couple of years, she's going to be approaching her Saturn returns. And the way the Saturn returns works with all the major Saturn transits that come every seven years is that this is an opportunity where we get the things in our life get tested. And we find the things that are no longer going to be part of our journey, that are no longer helping us become more conscious, they have to go. The things that are meant to be there, they'll stay. The things that are supposed to be there, they will improve or there'll be further success in that area. Saturn is the, the teacher. So whatever passes, you get promoted and whatever doesn't has to go. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to watch what goes on with her, especially in the realm of her communication and the media. Because where she has her Saturn is in the third house. The third house is about language and words and communicating ideas. And so she may be ready to embark on a period where she no longer is directly communicating with the public anymore. And, and it seems to be obvious that it's happening. So looking at, your at her chart, what would you say, if you were to help Oprah to see something uh, deeper, what would you say that might be her challenge and where she should look and where probably some beliefs are that needs to be addressed and transformed? Well, I think just talking about things and just thinking about things is not enough. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's what I would see from here based on where where the block is. It's time to not just think about it, read about it, talk about it. It's time to actually experience, experience. it. And so, that's probably her her next step that she needs an opportunity for someone to show her actually or help her to have the experience of it. I agree because so many things she's already transformed and transcended, you know, throughout her life and this is I think the the major major place of work so left to be done. And, and my sense with it, this situation, if I'm connecting with Oprah's energy, is there's definitely fear. Her challenge is fear, mm-hmm. and it's the fear of letting go. And this is like letting go of the ego, letting go of the known, letting go of the wealth, letting go of personality or the ego identification so that this is a huge challenge just as successful Oprah has been in the material sense of the world in the world um, her challenge is even greater now to be able to let it go but I think she's ripe and ready and when we come back perhaps we can address this again and I know you have some other charts for us and I'd like to move on to looking at some other personalities here well, let's not keep it a secret. We have uh, Barack Obama and uh, we have Madonna, another powerful woman. Uh, <laughs> so that's all coming up when, when we come back on Healing Into Consciousness Radio. of the miraculous three-day workshop at the Omega Institute from July 29th to the 31st can change your life. Learn how to identify and erase your unconscious programs. Experience the quick and profound results of the revolutionary self-healing Dalian method. And fast-forward your healing journey into consciousness with direct individual guidance from Mata. To register for this life-changing workshop with Eliza Mata Dalian at the Omega Institute, visit the calendar of events at DalianMethod.com. Consciousness Radio. This is Albert. And this is Mada. And we're in conversation with Jesse Carliner. You have some other celebrity charts. You have Barack Obama. And who do you want to do first, Barack Obama or Madonna? I, I feel like Madonna. I Another like strong, Madonna. powerful woman. Yes. We'll, keep, we'll keep going with this theme here. She, I mean, she's a really fascinating case, obviously. Um, what I find most interesting about her and where the obstacle is, is it if you notice like in the course of her career, she's had a lot of complicated feelings about religion and spirituality from being very provocative and very accused of being anti-religion and, and all of that and very rebellious against it. But then now she's very passionately attached to her Kabbalah and her, you know, spiritual pursuits and, and yoga to the point where you hear that now... She has a reputation where if you don't quite agree with her, if you're not interested in pursuing it, then doesn't have any time for you. So she's gone from one extreme to the other. And so there is within there, her path is to find the truth with no attachment or identification with it. 
Okay, so, well, I, so I think this is a. This is. A, did you want to say something? Well, in a way, um, it's very true, and it's actually a spiritual path of the seeker is another attachment, and a, and and it's probably the last attachment that we need to let go of because it's still a part of ego identification that I am seeking, and this is the truth. So you you're still keeping the ego alive by thinking that I'm doing something. To find myself, I'm doing something in order to wake up. Madonna is a really interesting example. I often bring her up in my sessions just to give people a sense of what I'm talking about when I'm referring to certain aspects that I'm seeing within their chart. And for her, like in comparison with Oprah, they're both obviously very successful, you know, very wealthy people, um, very prominent. However, with Oprah, she spent many lifetimes being a nobody, you know, being a mother and being very humanitarian. While Madonna, on the other hand, spent many lifetimes being a somebody, being a leader, um, being very fierce, uh, being very focused on figuring out what her vision is, what she believes, uh, what her identity is. And so for her, all of the fame and the wealth really is connected more to an older way of living. And so with her soul mission, it has to do with the softness and, and being more humble and going more into the heart. But how she's going to do that is what's interesting because she's got all these mixed feelings because of all these different lifetimes focusing on figuring out the truth. She's got a lot of mixed feelings about the truth. What signs are a soul mission? Her soul mission is Libra. Libra. Libra is the diplomat, and it's the partner, and it's is that love, and it's balance, and exactly. And her birth chart is sun uh, sign. Well, her sun sign is Leo. Leo. And so Leo is really not necessarily in harmony with that Libra energy. Leo's like I'm. I'm the star. I need to be seen as being glamorous and important and creative. But that Libra energy is much more humble. Madonna has a very humble soul mission, as opposed to Oprah, who had a very empowering, kind of famous soul mission. In other words, she needs to learn humbleness? Is that Yes, that's okay. what her soul wants to experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is love. Mm-hmm. Madonna's been focusing on being ferocious and being a leader and being a strong personality, but what her soul wants to experience. And, and, and it's interesting because if you look at her music, she talks a lot about love. Mm-hmm. It's, it, at some level... That's what the soul is having. So that's for. her challenge to come to that. And what's the blind spot? What is the block? As you know, with my healing work, I always mm-hmm. look at the blocks and what what kind of beliefs are there in the blocks that basically create the blind spot and don't let people move past them. So mm-hmm. in uh, the way you see in the chart, what would you say is her blind spot? Um, what stands in the way of her experiencing love and, and intimacy is her attachment to the truth, to the thinking that she knows what is right. And, and what's interesting, what's complicated is, and I've seen this with a lot of my clients, is at some level they're right. They do know the truth. Mm-hmm. At some level they've experienced it. But the problem is they've latched on to the truth. And so, so what if you know the truth? If you're fighting with everybody and all your relationships are in conflict over the truth, what does that matter? Right. And so uh, the way I see it, actually, when I tune in Madonna's energy is that her challenge is, as a matter of fact, even though she's pursuing spiritual path, so to speak, again, she's very um, focused and and, uh, single pointed with it. Actually, when I look into her energy and I look deeper into her unconscious, she's actually afraid of transformation. So, um, so therefore, she would keep that persona who is very strong-willed uh, and thinks that she's doing something, but ultimately the blind spot is that, that vulnerable place and fearful place that she knows on some level transformation would mean the death of her ego and the death of what you're talking about, her being a leader or or being who she thinks she is, the, the ego uh, identity will die. Therefore, in a way, she's kidding herself because she's not looking at the, the real thing, the fear that is the fear of transformation. Well, that's what's so tricky about it because on the one hand, part of her thinks that she wants to know the truth, but at the same time, she's terrified of the truth and the vulnerability that will come with it. 
And it's the ego part mm-hmm. that is terrified. And so that's exactly where the block is, is mm-hmm. to find a middle place around that between being, you know, extreme about her beliefs and then being extremely, you know, against religion, but to find what does it really mean to experience truth? Like, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. And to actually experience it. And what's interesting is the other aspect to her path to her soul mission has to do with her, the wounded child. Because where her Saturn, the path, is located is the fourth house. The fourth house has to do with being mothered. And she lost her mother at a very early age. She lost her mother at a very early age, and her home was a place of work. It wasn't very comfortable. She had to step into a role of being a leader very early on to take care of her brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And now she's gone, and she never really seemed like a very maternal person, right? But now if you look at her life, She's kind of compulsively now adopting children and, and it's, it's kind of acting out this need to be mothered and, and how she's feeling about those who don't have mothers because there's still this part of her that she's still identified with when it comes to being that without a healing. mother. Her own inner orphan, her own. Mm-hmm. So now she's running around kind of. And instead mm-hmm. of looking actually um, and working with that vulnerability and that the wounded ego within herself, she's trying to f- fill the gap with the children she's bringing into her life. Just like w- we do when we go for chocolate or for pizza and we just don't want to feel that fear or the emotion or the emptiness inside. So Madonna is not different from anyone else. We're all doing the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Except for um, these celebrities do it on a bigger scale, you know, because not only is she kind of compulsively mothering and adopting, which normal people may not be able to afford or do. Mm -hmm. She also is starting a girl's school in Malawi, which has completely hit obstacles and road bumps. She wanted to create this girl's school um, where these young girls could be raised who are orphans and and be groomed to be leaders. And so it was kind of a almost like a a big mothering kind of invention or experience. And it's completely hit all these scandals and these roadblocks. Well, you know, my experience with that, Jesse, it's interesting because with, with people that I work with, and unless they they transform the block, they, unless they actually go into that belief that believes them to be a victim and that the ego believes to be a wounded, in a wounded state, unless that thought form and, and uh, that emotion is released from the body, it's impossible for the person really to know exactly what to do because they're doing based on the past experience and based on the wounded ego, which is actually, it's a kind of an energy that is, is, is self-contained and it's quite small. So if you want to expand and you want to help, the only way you can do that if you have actually helped yourself first. I'm, I'm curious, Mara, how, how would, because uh, it just came to my mind, how would a session with one of these people, help them? Well, like with, with anyone else, uh, what I do is, when, when I'm looking into somebody's energy, I look at um, their unconscious and I look through the layers of their unconscious. And if there is a, a specific issue, I, I look at, okay, this is there. So we, we, we have the symptom, there is the wounded ego, there is the insecurity, there is the pain, there is the illness, and then I look to see what is the cause. What causes this to happen? And causes always in the thought forms that are suppressed in the body, because the thought forms are like beliefs, and they're like imprints stamped in the energy and in the body, and it's like a computer program. The programs keep running, they're in the unconscious, and no no matter what the person does with their conscious mind, it does not really help to erase the program. So what I do with my technique is go into the program and release, uh, release those thought forms. And as we do that, we erase the program from the body, from the energy. And as a result, the person becomes conscious of actually the block and sees it as separate from them and then sees the opportunities that are in there and, and also becomes aware, becomes conscious of what is actually their true life purpose. Because unless you find the consciousness, you heal into consciousness, you don't really know your true life purpose. Yes, you are doing something, but you're doing it half conscious, half unconscious way. 
And ultimately, we also have to remember that each person has the responsibility of self-transformation. So yes, it's good we, we help others, but we cannot really truly help anyone till we've helped ourselves first. Even in the airplane, they say put the air mask on, on you first before you put it on your children, because otherwise, if you're not breathing, how can you help your child? So we need to learn to recognize that ultimately, if we want to really, really make a, a difference in the world, we need to find our true being. The Buddha would have not been a Buddha 2,500 years later, or Christ wouldn't have been a Christ, if they, these people haven't found their own truth first. And because of that, they speak with authority. You're listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Our websites are matadalian.com and healingintoconsciousness.com. And you can like us on Facebook on Healing Into Consciousness Radio, where you can uh, ask uh, questions or leave your questions and your comments. And Jesse, if people want to get a hold of you, it's jessicacarliner at gmail.com. And we'll also leave the link uh, on our websites if people are interested uh, and confused or not sure about your spelling. We'll be right back when we continue with Healing Into Consciousness Radio. to fast forward your healing and personal transformation would you like to learn state-of-the-art techniques to easily balance your energy and quiet your mind the healing into consciousness eight-week online course will give you weekly personal guidance with medical intuitive and internationally acclaimed master healer eliza mata dalian learn how to heal your pain fear anxiety or illness Register for the May 22nd course at HealingIntoConsciousness.com. That's HealingIntoConsciousness.com. You're listening to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. We're back. This is Albert. And I'm Mara. And we're in conversation with Jesse Carliner, um, soul mission astrologer. Jesse, I've got to say, it's like you must have been an astrologer in a past life because it, it you you become a channel. It, it, you're just so fluid in, in how you talk. And you're not, for those of you who have not had a reading with Jesse, Jesse never scripts. He He's totally intuitive. And it's just like he plugs on the uh, the tape recorder and uh, words come out and and you're just uh, like a boatload of information it is absolutely amazing yeah well it's, it's really interesting because that was sort of a, a process of evolution that happened as I was working with the astrology charts that it, eventually it just kind of became it came to the point where I would just sit down like I wouldn't really have anything to say until that person was in front of me and then the the chart would be like a doorway to just begin talking. Right. And each time when I, when I see clients uh, repeatedly, I'll see something different. Like I'll, I'll look and I'll go, did I, did I mention this? Like it, it's just, I see whatever needs to be seen in that moment. I guess. Because we're so multidimensional and there's so so many parts within us and one layer released exposes another layer. So so in other words, you're being very much in the moment to what the person needs at that moment and uh, basically what their consciousness is ready to hear or work through. Completely, because the, the birth chart is like a seed that, that you're bringing in with you. And as you go through your life, the seed is unfolding and there's these opportunities to transcend the, the obstacles or the, the difficult belief imprints that you're bringing in with you and opportunities to manifest your gifts. So just because you were born with one certain set of circumstances doesn't mean that you have to end your life in the same circumstances. Of course, if you look around in the world, most people who are born into poverty die in poverty. Most people that are born into violence die in violence. It's just these patterns just keep going. Because their their belief systems are so ingrained and their, their consciousness is... Um, 
absent and once it's absent there's not even a desire to become conscious so people just like robots just keep repeating the same cycle over and over again till uh, till the cup gets full and it could get filled this lifetime or three lifetimes from now and that happens so often i see somebody's carrying a belief system from they've repeated it three four lifetimes um, same thing and they've come to a point of they've suffered enough with that and they've come to realization i don't want to suffer through this anymore i want to change and that's where we take the step toward change and uh, having said that this is where also to understand that everything is actually perfect the way it is and we just need to learn to accept where we are yes most definitely and people my clients often ask me how do i address this block how do i address this fear and all i all i can suggest is what worked for me which is meditation and working with the dalian method and just starting to accept wherever you are right now because a lot of times the clients come in and and i go you know what you just need to accept that you have this feeling that's it don't try to fix it yet. Just stop struggling with that feeling. The first step. And, and so, and that really is almost counterintuitive to the way most personal growth is kind of set up. They're always trying to fix you or trying to get you away from a negative thought or mm-hmm. try to cover it up with something positive. Mm-hmm. And then I, I tell them when they come, I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to make peace with the fact that you feel this way. And become conscious to why you feel this way. Exactly, to investigate. That's all we have to do. The first step, though, is to stop struggling with it Mm -hmm. and go, okay, it's okay that I want to be alone or I don't want a relationship or that I really, really, really want it. It's just stay with that and then start going, ask yourself why. Start investigating, looking inside. Where did this come from? What is the origin for this certain belief that you have? But that's almost the hardest part is to just accept that you have that belief. Because most people come in and they, they tell you that they want these good things in their life. But when I look in their chart and I see this poverty thing that says that they don't deserve it, mm-hmm. and I say, well, you don't think you deserve. So the belief is they're preventing actually from coming out of that belief that I don't deserve. And if the belief is there, no matter how much positive thinking they'll do, it's not going to help. Totally. And so, you know, the first stage is to go, do you see how the choices that you're making are actually sort of affirming that you don't deserve it? Or why you've made that choice Mm -hmm. that I don't deserve. So you need to become conscious to why you made that choice in the first place. And then once you recognize it was, aha, this is what I experienced. And therefore I I made that conclusion. Mm -hmm. Then you you can say, I can let let this Mm -hmm. go. I don't need to carry this belief anymore. And that's where liberation and healing and consciousness happens. Exactly. That's that's each step right there. First, becoming aware of what is the thought? What is the negative thing here? And then where does it come from? And then you're ready to let it go. That's right. So Jesse, we have just a few minutes left. And I know you have one more chart uh, with Barack Obama. And I think this is uh, going to be an interesting one to hear your perspective on. Yes. You know, Barack Obama is definitely very interesting. Uh, it, it might surprise you, or, or maybe it wouldn't, to, to know that um, his past life energy or his past life pattern is the same as Janis Joplin. Like there's something about him that really connects to the collective in some ways or the, the counterculture currents that are going on. And yet at the same time, he is isolated and he is alone in a way. So it's like he's very in tune with what's going on collectively, but at the same time, separate. And that's what has brought him to where he is now in terms of being a leader. But it's also the same issues that have come back to haunt him in terms of what he is here to learn. You know, what, people, what is uh, Barack Obama's sole mission? Well, it, it, it's in Leo, which Leo. is about being warm and charismatic and accessible in some way and making those connections and he gets accused all the time of being you know elitist or too intellectual or too detached or too removed um and so i think it's very interesting that it's almost like the the universe and the circumstances of politics are continually trying to push him into a role where he lets his personality come out more he lets his individuality come out more he lets that warmth come out more to make connections with people so, so then, uh, uh, what's his uh, sun sign? 
His sun sign is in Leo as well. So that's actually really positive Mm -hmm. because when your sun sign is in the same sign as your soul mission, it means that there is that part of you already there that's strong. The sun is how we would like to be seen, how we want to shine in the world. You know, it really corresponds to that core personality. So there's no conflict then? There's no conflict with that. Mm -hmm. There's there's a nice... Is that the right way? So, so what's really uh, uh, happening here, by him trying to create the balance, in a way, he is um, working with his mind versus the center of his awareness. And uh, therefore, he cannot really truly make the powerful decision that would make a difference uh, that, uh, for the change that he's actually propagating mm-hmm. because... He's still trying to find the answers through his ego mind. In other words, um, because he hasn't found his center, he's, he doesn't have the ground that could support what he wants to do. Definitely. And, and there is this element that I see here where his block is that he actually still has a lot of mixed feelings around being a leader. So he kind of does things to undermine himself. One moment he takes charge and he's the leader energy is coming out. And the next moment he's not really taking charge. So he actually needs to just fully surrender to being the leader. I see um, on that note that we've run uh, out of time completely. For anyone that wants to know more in depth about your soul journey, Could you give to out contact your email address uh, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, my email address is jessecarliner at gmail.com. That's J-E-S-S-E-C-A-R-L-I-N-E-R at gmail, G-M-A-I-L.com. And just email me if you'd like to find out more information. Both of you are lighthouses in a foggy world. And uh, Mata, your website is matadalian.com, healingintoconsciousness.com. And Mata, you do have an online course uh, happening uh, May 22nd. It runs for eight weeks every Sunday for two hours. And uh, this is a chance for people to really have uh, a close one-on-one with you via the internet. I guess we do it uh, via Skype. We will be speaking to each other. Right. So it's a way of uh, you reading other people's energies, giving them personal feedback. It's like having a tailor-made spiritual advisor for eight weeks. And that's coming up. And uh, people can go to the uh, website to to find out more information. And that website, again, is monodalian.com. Thank you for listening, and uh, this show is heard every Monday at uh, 12 o'clock Pacific Time, 2 o'clock Central, and 3 o'clock Eastern. We'll see you right here next week. You've been listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific Time to continue to explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. For more information about the Dalian Method or to get your copy of Mata's award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, or the No Yes Active Meditation CD, visit www.dalianmethod.com. That's www.dalianmethod.com.